We The Peace is a podcast sponsored by PAX, dedicated to helping Christian leaders bring peacemaking and justice into our organizations. We explore how peacemaking, activism, and the justice of God are central to discipleship. We publish teachings for leaders, resources for learners, and host interviews with frontline faith leaders about various topics. Our aim is to love the church, and we want to help you become the peace of Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to We The Peace. I am your host, Josh Buck. In this episode of season three, we're going to begin landing the plane by giving some tips on how to embrace a global theology. We just wrapped up a series of interviews that I hope have been edifying and helpful as you are looking to become more Jesus-centered in your theology. I know I learned a tremendous amount uh, by listening and interacting over Zoom with these amazing group of folks that I was able to interview. And I'm excited to begin to land the plane as well, to get more practical and move from theory to exactly what does this look like and how can we continue to develop some principles in developing a Jesus-centered theology. If you have become critical of your theological tradition, in this season as a result of what we're covering, you are on the right track. Jesus leads us into being critical and challenging the theological assumptions that we have in the same way that he caused his disciples and the religious leaders and the theological leaders of his day to challenge their assumptions about who God is and what God is about. You're on the right track. If this caused you to ask important questions that are sticking with you and kind of are plaguing your mind going, well, am I sure about this? Or you're on the right path. I want to tell you that's a part of the process to become more global in your theology when you're questioning the assumptions of the people that you're learning from. In this episode, we'll unpack some methods that will hopefully help you on your journey to becoming more Jesus-centered and therefore more global in your theology. This season up until now should have helped you till the soil and excavate our colonial mindset towards God. That is to say that we, as a default, prefer the majority culture theology in our setting. And in North America, that is white theology and some form of reformed theology. And to say all other theologies get to be judged against white theology. We're excavating this colonial mindset that is very unbiblical. And we talked about the ways in which it was unbiblical and harmful and ultimately oppresses as opposes to liberates. And now I want us to plant some seeds in that soil. And I hope to give you some of these seeds in the episode. Let's hop in. So to start, a method is like a procedure to follow or steps to follow when you're trying to get something done. So if what we're trying to get done is developing a global theology that is Jesus-centered, this method will help us get there. I put together Bible reading methods to help you embrace a global theology and then extra biblical methods. So the first three principles to adopt are the following. First method, learn the Bible within its original culture and historical context. Again, 
Number one is to learn the Bible within its original culture and historical context. Some people read the Bible like a magical text that when opened, it automatically reveals its meaning like, I don't know, a Ouija board or something. The Bible does not work like that. The sacred and beautiful text for Christians is a compilation of ancient literature. And these books have different genres that help unlock the meaning. We need to do the hard work of understanding the Bible on its own terms, understand the first century church on her own terms, and understand Jesus on his own Jewish terms. This is not easy work. It takes time, but it is necessary and rewarding. You might be asking, okay, so how does this method help us develop a global theology? Which is a great question. Let me answer that. A, by doing this, it helps you honor and understand the impact of culture on the Bible itself. We are training ourselves to understand the Bible on its own literary and cultural terms. And when you read the radical teachings of Jesus in his own setting, you will learn that you can't walk away and be violent or partisan politically or a Christian who can just endorse the American dream. You can't do that. If you understand Jesus in his own cultural setting, in what he's saying. But when you open up the Bible and you just translate it into your own mind, into your own cultural mapping before understanding the original setting, you can find any type of Jesus, any type of gospel, and any type of God that you want. You are just going to translate Jesus into your own gender ethnic situation, socioeconomic situation, social location. That's dangerous. That's what happened in the colonial era. That's exactly what John Eliot was doing as we talked about in the first few episodes. This first step will help stop from translating Jesus into our own cultural biases and preferences. B, when we learn about the cultural and historical setting properly, Western Christians discover that we are the outsiders to the Bible. We are not from the Middle East. We are not the center of world missions and Christianity. This is an important discovery as we develop a global theology. C, by learning the cultural nuance of the biblical text, we are training ourselves to withhold our own judgments until we have done the work of understanding the cultural situation first. It trains us to think globally, to reserve cultural judgment, knowing that we must be humble culturally as we come to the text. It trains us to think about culture in new ways. If you're like, dang, I want to do this. I want to learn about the culture of the Bible. A great book to get you started would be the IVP Background Commentary by Craig Keener. It's an easy read, accessible, and will help you develop the skill. So that's number one. Get to know the historical and cultural situation in the text. The second method to help us embrace a global theology during Bible reading. Identify in the story of God the transcultural principles 
or overriding themes. All right, let me explain what that is. A transcultural principle is a teaching that makes the journey all the way through the Bible. Think about it as a theme. Think about right now somebody that you love a lot, that you spend a lot of time with, regardless of the day, regardless of the situation, no matter if it's a great day, terrible day, they got fired, they got hired. What's like a theme of their life that is stuck with them throughout? That's a transcultural principle of like a person that you know. Well, those exist in the Bible as well. That means regardless of the cultural or historic situation, this truth travels through the Bible, no matter the context or the specific book of the Bible. Those are key in developing a global theology. So when you start reading through the Bible or you get to the Gospels and you're looking at Jesus, look for the themes that are transcultural. Look for the overriding themes that are present regardless of the cultural moment. If you're like, okay, where do I start with that? In the next episode, I'm actually going to start a list of the transcultural principles that I personally hold to. So now put in question form, what are the biggest points that God is trying to make across time, space, and culture? Those stand above culture itself as truths that all peoples, regardless of their cultural situation, should adopt and carry. The third method to embrace a global theology while reading the Bible, allow Jesus to shape your view looking back over the Old Testament and moving into the establishment of the church. So when considering themes or key passages that help you unlock the cultural meaning of the Bible, I would prioritize Luke 24, 13 through 35 the road to Emmaus, and I would prioritize Colossians 1, 13 through 20. It's a poem about Jesus being the most important person in all of creation, the Bible included. These two passages are teaching us that we must understand the Old Testament, New Testament, the prophets, each book of the Bible, the purpose of the cosmos, the Christian life. Everything must be understood through Jesus. But another way, regardless of the cultural situation you are in, regardless of your social location, Jesus must be cherished, loved, lauded, adored, worshipped above all else. Every human is meant to be conformed to the image of Christ. You can't develop a proper global theology without putting Jesus at the center of everything. Jesus, the second Adam, I am of the Exodus, the greater Moses, the high priest must determine for us how to live on planet earth regardless of our cultural context. We can't develop a global theology without taking this third step seriously. We must always be asking the question, how can I translate the Jewish Middle Eastern life and teaching and lessons of Jesus into my own cultural setting and context. We're not asking, what does a white Jesus look like in my church because I'm white? No, what would the historical Jewish Jesus be leading us white folks 
towards in this church? And those are two very distinct questions. This is key to developing a Jesus-centered theology that's global. Now I'm going to transition to extra-biblical reading methods. Let's identify five of these methods. First, read local theologies. Lots of them. This means you should be Googling Mexican theology, Guatemalan, Caribbean, African, Syrian, Eastern, Korean, Caribbean, African-American. I'm sorry for leaving out a ton. Remember the analogy of the elephant and needing the global village to help us discern what should be known about God. We need to let local theologies challenge us, rebuke us, bless us, enrich us to understand the person and work of Jesus from multiple perspectives. This is theology that liberates This is Jesus-centered theology. Read lots of local theology, and you must certainly consider your own theology local as well. Second method, prioritize the lessons of historical theology. The beauty of living in the 21st century is that we have thousands of years of lessons learned from the church that we can harness to avoid cultural arrogance and pitfalls and mistakes in our own context. Historical theology helps because it shows us the major decisions, battles, and beliefs that developed over time set within particular cultural settings. It also helps us think globally because you will need to investigate the branches of Christianity that developed all over the world. But be careful. When I say historical theology, I'm not talking about Western historical theology. I'm talking about global historical theology. We must remember that we have to be looking all around the world as historical theology has been developed. Third method, for every book you read from your own theological setting, read one book from another cultural setting. For every sermon you hear from one cultural vantage point, listen to a different preacher that does not share the same cultural background. For every book you read written by a man, pick one up written by a woman. Look over your bookshelf, library, and the people you are learning from. To become a Jesus-centered Christian, we must honor the image of God and spirit of God and believers and leaders from around the world. Let's diversify the voices we listen and learn from. Four, identify theologies that allow for the harm of humans through coercion, violence, and war. While most theologies won't outright say, you can abuse people, you can sexually assault people, you can kill your neighbor, you can enslave people, you are allowed to colonize the natives. Theology will always be the ground on which those in power will justify violence. No matter what theology, no matter what part of the world, Satan is constantly looking to corrupt our vision of human flourishing to include the dehumanization of people through violence and killing and force. Jesus had no part in this vision for humanity. So you must keep on the lookout for these leanings within your own culture to use Christianity and Jesus to dominate others. You can't have a Jesus-centered theology and embrace violence. Fifth and finally, 
put theology on balance. While there are many types of theology and many local theologies around the world, don't lose the forest for the trees. Don't go too far down your rabbit hole, another rabbit hole, dogmatic systematics, the quote popular theology book rabbit hole. There are many, many forms of theology to read. And the more you diversify your reading, the more you begin to understand God by picking up a historical theology, church history books, Eastern theology, biblical theology. These are all feeble and wonderful attempts at describing a God of love and mystery and truth. So to recap as we close, my question for you in this episode, which of these methods can you integrate into your own learning and reading? What is your own starting point to embrace these principles? in order to be more global in your thinking. For my book recommendation this week, see the book Reading While Black by Esau McCauley. This will give you important insight into how our ethnic and even racial background has an impact in how we read the Bible. After you read this book, I want you to ask the question, if you're white like me, what does it mean to read while white? And if you're not white, while Filipino, while brown, fill in the blank because you are reading from within your social location. Thank you for listening to this podcast, We the Peace. You can find more resources at madeforpax.org and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at PAX. This is We the Peace.